what is going on y'all man i lost my money in the market now what right so that's the title of this episode the title of this episode man so this episode really is for people that have lost money trading in the market um you're gonna hear from me the ability how i've been able to bounce back from losses in the market that i suffered i always hear a lot of times about the big wins everyone winning you know, no one taking L's, all of that good stuff. So I want you to share this episode tonight because I, I really, really felt like this episode will definitely be instrumental to help a lot of people. So I want you guys to like, subscribe if you hadn't already, comment below. And I asked you guys to share this with five to 10 people that you know. You may have met in a trading group. You may have met along your journey. I want you to share this uh, YouTube really here tonight because i am gonna go in tonight i got a lot of stuff that i want to talk about and you guys are gonna walk away tonight with some tangible things just like you always do so let's crack this thing over 300 it's labor day i know a lot of people have been off been barbecuing may have been traveling just been resting up enjoying this time but the market opens tomorrow so i want to talk about this topic tonight so let's go that's hundred back man so um you know this episode like i said the title of it um i know you guys see it popped up so now what man so i want to i want to talk to you guys like i said about losses when it comes to the market um i know a lot of people you know just from you know different conversations i've had with people and talks you know 2020 2022 um was a rough year for a lot of people you know uh, 2020 happened for some people that may have already been in the market or may have not um, some people that came in, maybe in 2020, they seen early success or even people that have been in, they seen a lot of success from the 2020 market that led into 2021. But then a lot of companies um, in the growth part of the market really got decimated. Right. Like it's crazy to think that Peloton at one point was like 180 bucks. Now it's like six dollars. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies that are still 60, 70 percent down from the highs they hit in 2021 and 2022. Um, just from a stock perspective. Right. And we didn't even get even into the options perspective, right? Whether, you know, you lost money trading um, shorter term weekly options or leap options or even swing trading, right? All those different types of trades. Um, and I think what it what I want to talk to you guys about really is the psychology tonight, the psychological aspect, which is the biggest thing, right? Um, I think a lot of times when we come in and we're new to trading and we're new to investing, we just think about one thing and we just think about the money. Right. We just instantly just think about as a new trader, a new investor, I want to see how many people, how many honest people I have in the room tonight. How many people when they first started trading or investing, right? How many people just thought instantly about the money aspect of things? How many people? For me, I, I think one of the blessings that I had was when I first started getting into this, I didn't instantly jump into trading and I didn't instantly jump into money being invested on the line. I was just intrigued. I was a high school student that was just interested in what the stock market even was and what it entailed. So I think I was blessed in, in, in that fashion. So I'm going to highlight some ups and some downs for me in my trading career. 
So I want how many people, I want to see how many people are going to be open tonight. If you plan on being open tonight, I want to see you comment open right now. I see we got 123 people on the live here tonight. Let's crack this thing, continue to share, like this video and comment below. Let's try to get as many people as possible in because I know this message can help more uh, people than we, what we probably even know. And I know, like I said, I know a lot of people said, you know, when they first came in, they really just thought about the money. And it's, I will say this, I'll make a statement. It's tough not to, right? When you first come in, it's tough not to think about the money that you can make from the stock market. Am I wrong or right? If I'm right, put right in the chat. If I'm wrong, put wrong, right? When you first come into the stock market, isn't it super hard not to really think about the money that you can make? It's hard. Because for one, a lot of times when people come in, they're seeing what, you know, these big time investors have been doing, right? These people on Wall Street, right? These people on Wall Street. A lot of times you're seeing what these big time investors have been doing. You're seeing their returns. You're like, man, they're making billions of dollars. And then even on a smaller scale, you might be looking at man and be like, man, that person made this on this trade or that on that trade. And it's like, it can be super discouraging from a psychological aspect because it's like, man, you, you might be like, well, I'm not really in that position right now. And then... Let's talk about this. When you first started trading and when you first started investing, right? I want everyone to think back to their first profitable trade. The first profitable trade, what I want everyone to comment right now is first profit. I want you to put first profit in the chat. I want everyone to think about that right now. Your first time you profited from a trade, how much it may have been. It may have been $100. For some people, it may have been 500 or even 1000 or maybe more. But I want you to think back to your first profitable trade and the feeling that it gave you. That's what I want you to think about right now. And I'm going to I'm gonna highlight. I remember my first profitable trade, right, that I had, particularly on an options contract. And it was trading a company. It was trading a company on options called IQ. So it was IQ. Um, it was coined the Chinese version of Netflix. I was an investor in the company at like 17, 18 dollars. It had ran up, I think, to a high of like 44, 45 and i remember i i was trading iq that was one of my first profitable trades and i remember i'm like man like i just made like 450 dollars on some put options in like an hour and i remember at the time i'm like man like it's crazy like that was like one of my first actual trades right wasn't my first investment but that was like my first trade right i was already invested in stocks certain stocks and etfs etc but that was like my first trade i'm like wow like trading this stock, I made $450 in like an hour. I'm thinking at a time, I'm like, yo, you know, I, 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 I get paid like 10, like I get paid at the time. Like, I don't know. I think probably like, I think it was like $15, $20. Like I was probably making like an hour. Right. And I, I, I thought back to that. I'm like, man, like I can duplicate this. And the type of feeling that you get, it's, it's euphoric, right? I want everyone to type in the chat right now, euphoric. Right, because that's the feeling that you get a lot of times from your first profit. And it's almost like you become like a vampire, right? It's like you become a vampire. You guys have seen those movies. When people become vampires, they gotta go, they get that that taste of that first blood and they want more. And it's like, you're chasing that feeling. And a lot of times when you chase that feeling, right? It then leads to those losses because now you're forcing things, right? You're forcing trades that may not be there. You're looking for that feeling again. And it's really such a great feeling. I'll say this, trading, and this is how I feel, right? Some people may agree, some people may disagree. Trading on the US stock market, to me has always felt liberating. 
And I'm going to tell you why. I use that word liberating. And the reason why trading on the U.S. stock market has always felt liberating because we spend all these money with the, all this money with these companies that sell these products, right? We spend all this all this money with these companies, but now we got to actual we got an actual opportunity to actually trade these companies and make money. It it, it really feels liberating, and that's the feeling. Yes, it's a, a bit of euphoric euphoria, right? But we start to feel liberated and it's like, man, the same companies that I'm spending money with all the time, I'm now able to make money from them. And it's like, honestly, it's such a great feeling. To, it's such a great feeling that you have that you really don't want it to go away. And once again, you go back for more, 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 more and more. And I think what, what it comes down to is like, like I said, it's that euphoric feeling, but it's also that liberating feeling as well. So you feel liberated. And now when when it comes down, when it comes down to me now, now you start to feel more liberated. You want to do more. 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 And I think sometimes we look back and it comes down to us like, well, now we just want to go ahead and just do the little things over and over again. And we'll see how much further that we can actually be. So that's one thing that I'll say notoriously that I've really been good about. I've really, you know, talked to a lot of people about It's just like, yo, sometimes we just have to do the little things over and over. We don't have to do, you know, we don't have to think we have to build Rome in one day. So I think a lot of times while we even experience losses in the market, and I know this, I want to talk about this part. And if you're with me, say with me. If you're with me, comment with me in the chat right now. I want to see the fires in the chat. I want to see y'all adding people in here. I want to see this thing keep rolling, man. Here on Labor Day, a little bit past 8 p.m. here now. But let's get this thing rolling, man. Let's get this thing rolling. Next week, we're going to have Monday Night Football. So we got we, we got some competition. We're going to have Monday Night Football. But let's keep this thing rolling, man, because this is a positive, you know, this is really, really a, a positive message really here tonight because, we have to talk about it. Like I said, everyone wants to talk about the wins. Everyone wants to talk, you know, about, you know, the, the wins, the ups. But let's talk about those low points and how you bounce back from it. That's what you're going to get from, from, from me tonight. So if you're with me, comment with me. I see y'all in the chat. Fire this thing up. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's add some people up in here. Share this with your family and friends. If you're at a barbecue, man, cut the music off real quick. Put this on the flat screen television and let's go. So what I'll say to people is, you know, that feeling that, you know, you're chasing. You're chasing that feeling. You're really, really chasing that feeling over and over again. And I can think back to the times that, you know, I've taken losses is because I remember when I first started trading, you kind of want to trade every single day. And that's what I think one of the biggest lessons that I personally learned well in the beginning was trading every day is not a recipe, in, in my opinion, for a, a, a winning trader, a profitable trader. You should be trading when you see a setup, not just because the bell rang at 930. Right. I think sometimes we could fall victim to that. Man, the bell rang again. I need to hop in another trade. I'm looking for a trade today. Instead of allowing a trade, I think the more mature of a trader you become, instead of going and looking for the trades, the trades come to you. So I remember when I was in college, I could think back. I remember I was 18 years old at the time. And I remember um, I was about to be 19. And I remember I kind of had like this pressure on myself, like, man, you know, 
I want to continue to stand because, like I said, we're going to be, like I said, I'm, we're going to tell everything here. We're going to tell everything. We're not going to leave nothing out. I remember when I was in college, I'm like, man, um, I wanted to, you know, really stay in school. And, you know, I knew that, you know, through trading and through me working with the jobs I had at the time at 18, about to be 19, I knew I could do that. And, you know, my mom, she, um, you know, she took really great care of me and my sisters, uh, it, you know, since we were born. I'm originally adopted. For those that don't know that, my mother um, and my father at the time before they ended up splitting, they literally took me in um, when I was a day old and adopted me. And my mom gave me everything in life that literally I became. I wouldn't have became the person I am today without my mother. And I remember when my mom and my dad split when I was eight, um, they ended up splitting. You know how devastating it was for my mother. And my mother relocated here to Georgia, gave me everything in life that I can get um, and, and more, right? And I remember like, you know, at 17, you know, I told her, I said, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming back. And why did I tell my mother that? Not because, um, you know, not, not, not because she probably wouldn't take me back in, but because I needed to become my own man was because I needed to find out exactly who I needed to become. And that put me in a point. I remember when I start, first started trading, I jumped, you get what I'm saying? I jumped into like, okay, like this is a way, once again, it's that liberating feeling. It's that euphoric feeling, right? That we have because we're, we've seen the money that we can make in the time that we're putting in. And then we also recollect how much time we put in at our jobs and how much time we put in here and how much it doesn't match up. So now we're feeling so liberated. We're feeling so euphoric that now we want to take this on head on like a bull. And that's really not the right mindset. So I remember when I was in college, you know, I was trading in class when I shouldn't have, right? I was trading in class when I shouldn't have. And um, I remember sometimes I would go into class and I would have already made my $300, $400 for the day. But I would go into class and I would trade and I would walk out of class down 200, right? A $600 swing. I was up 400 when I came into class, but then I was down 200 at the end of the class. But then there was also some times that I walked into class with a zero PL and I would walk out of the class and made 1500, 2000, right? On a day. So the point I'm making is, is that like it's sometimes the ups and the downs is sometimes we're over trading because sometimes we literally don't have a setup, but we're just trading because we might see somebody else trading the ticker or we might be trading because we're just looking for a trade. And then let's speak about this as you sometimes you have a lot of pressure on yourself as a trader. You put a lot of psychological pressure on yourself. Like, yo, I got to go out here and trade. I got to go out here and win on this trade because I need to. So you start to you start to put words. You start to put words in your mouth like I need to trade today. And then you end up going out there and trading when really there was no setup. The, the volume on the market was dry as the Sahara Desert. There was nobody. There was literally nobody. There was literally no volume on the market. But yet you're trading. It's dry as the Sahara Desert. But you're trying to buy a call because you think this stock is going to go up and it goes nowhere. Right. So I've personally been there where it's like and that's why I, like you guys have seen the episodes I've done on selling options and just, you know, learning different things. So no matter what the conditions are in the market, 
you can have an attempt to be a profitable trader. And so I think that like those are things that are that are important. And I think back to, well, why were some of the times I was losing money on my trades? Well, it's because I was over trading, over trading, over trading, over trading, over trading. Right. And so, you know, what was what did I say to myself? Right. I remember. I remember. I remember another story. Um, and this is like this is this is this is this is really a good story. Um, how many people have been bit by the earnings bug? Earnings bug. How many people have been bit by the earnings bug, right? Where you see the company getting ready to report earnings. I would say that this is one. I remember once again, I was in college. Um, I go back to it as well. I was in college. And, you know, you look at earnings season and you like, man, earnings about to come. You looking at it, you like, man, if I put... If I get these couple contracts and this stock do this, I can make me like a, a nice little five figure play. How many people have looked at earnings and said, man, I'm looking for that five figure play real quick. Five figure play. Earnings bug, that earnings bug for sure. Right. And in the beginning, right, like I said, right, a lot of times we look at that and I remember, um, you know, we actually had Netflix earnings. It was approaching at the time um and i was i was actually bearish on netflix earnings this was um uh, this was 29 this was yeah this was yeah this was actually 2018 this was late 2018 and i remember um i had put about 2500 on some netflix um calls right it's gonna be yeah netflix puts excuse me i put 2500 on some netflix puts and netflix ended up going up about 30 points after hours Right. So it ended up going about 30 points after hours. And, you know, obviously my contracts went to zero. Um, I think it was like maybe 50 bucks. But the point that I'm saying is, is that, you know, we catch that earnings bug. So earnings bug, I think, leads to a lot of losing trades. Um, most notably, I, I, I've seen a lot of people, you know, look at earnings and are always trying to trying to play the actual earnings. Obviously, we have see some people put in NVIDIA. We had NVIDIA's earnings, which came out, um, you know, two uh, not this past NVIDIA earnings, but the one before, where there was some life-changing type money that was that was made. I realized when it came to earnings, it's like whatever position that you may have in the company from a shares perspective, you know, really just stick with it because you can benefit from that alone. When it comes to options, this is just so there's so many different factors that go into it in the Greeks and so many things that manipulate it. Um, and someone just said it right here, you know, it's so tempting. It is so tempting. 100%. It is so tempting. So, you know, that's another thing that I can point to that, you know, kind of really got rid of. Right. So now, you know, when it comes to earnings, I'm not looking to, you know, play those things. So it's like, you know, it's super, super, super important that, you know, we understand like, you know, earnings is a huge risk. It's a huge gamble. And it really could go either way, no matter what the earnings are, right? And I think as a new trader, we don't always understand that. We don't always understand that earnings, no matter if the company may beat expectations, that the company can still drop. So, and if it missed, the company could still go up, right? So just because, you know, it, it beat doesn't mean it's going to go up. And just because it missed doesn't mean it's going to go down, right? So that's something that I think you, you learn very much early on. Um, I want to talk about, like I said, losing money in the market, man. And really, like I said, now what? What do you have the opportunity to do? 
Um, I think I spoke on this on an IG live I did maybe a few weeks back, but I'm gonna get real in depth with it. So, you know, we go, we walk into 2022, right? Um, there were stocks that I sold in 2021, um, most notably, um, for those that follow me, you guys know that I was really heavily invested in Shopify and Roku. Um, I sold both of those tickers um, at some really good points. And I was also invested in Square. I sold Square notoriously at $240 a share after buying shares um, over the few years that I had. I was buying shares at 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. I had an average cost of about $57. And I sold, I sold it at an average share price of about $233 Square. I got out of Roku at 360. So Roku ended up hitting a high of about 490. I bought Roku um, in its early infancy at 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks and sold it at 360. Got got out of my share. Shopify, I originally bought my first Shopify shares at $200 a share and bought more at 250 and 300. Shopify ended up going up to $1700. I sold Shopify notoriously at 1,050 bucks. So didn't see 1,700, but sold it at 1,050 bucks. So those are really some great investments for me um, that I sold um, going into 2022. So I was out of those investments from a standpoint of shares. I didn't own any shares of those companies. So I was out of those investments. There was things like, there's things like Tesla that I've never sold, um, right? So there was some retracement definitely in the portfolio. Tesla fell from all time highs. Also, there was other stocks in the portfolio. Um, NVIDIA, NVIDIA, um, you know, that NVIDIA dropped in, if you guys know in 2022, NVIDIA dropped in 2022 from a high literally of all the way at 340 and it dropped to, uh, to, to a low of about 108. I also was in Meta Platforms. Meta Platforms notoriously hit an all-time high of 380 and then Meta Platforms dropped to about 80 bucks. Um, and, you know, I had an average cost of Meta Platforms of about $170 from the shares that I bought over time um, on Meta Platforms. Um, NVIDIA, like I said, dropped. So a lot of my portfolio seen a droppage. Um, and honestly, the first part of 2022, like the first five to six months, I think my portfolio was down. Like it had to have been about a quarter million to $300,000 just in things that I owned alone. Right. So um, this is where, you know, we do we talk about like, so now, so now what? Now, here's the thing. If it wasn't for the skill set of selling options and also knowing buying puts, it would have been probably, a, it probably would have been even, it, it would have been probably a little bit worse. But the thing was, because I learned the skill set of selling options, the good thing about it was I learned the skill set of selling options in 2020 and 2021. Right. That's where I really started, because now at that point, I had enough shares to really sell options. And in 2020, that was what I learned. I learned about selling options more. I knew about it, but I really started to learn and do it. Right. So the beauty in it was I was able to short a lot of those companies. Right. That I mentioned in the beginning that I sold like the Roku's, the squares. Right. And even Tesla. So I, I wasn't just letting these shares and positions that I bought dropped, even NVIDIA. I wasn't letting it drop, as well as AMD. Um, AMD hit an all-time high um, of $165 and pulled back last year um, in 2022 to 55 bucks. Mind you, my average cost for AMD is about $37. I was originally buying AMD at 17, 18, 19, 
20, 25, right? My average cost is a little bit higher now because I bought more shares. So my average cost is about $48, $49 of AMD. So when it comes down to it, it's like this, right? You know, I was looking at it and saying, man, you know, my portfolio was pulling back. But because I was selling options, I was taking in premium. So then now what piece comes in is like, I'm not just going to let the stocks that I own drop without me pulling equity out of it, right? And what I, what I really look to for people to uncover from here is like, listen, as a long-term investor, you're going to have some times where the portfolio is going to be bloody, where you're going to get rocked in your mouth, where someone's going to come in and literally pop, 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 knock you out, right? It's going to feel like you got knocked out. And you're going to look at your portfolio and be like, man. And the thing is, is that those are really the times that are like, those are the times that really make you or break you. And that's the reality. And the thing is, is like the companies that we invest in, they can have a bad year or two years and then turn around in year three, year four, they can go crazy. So it's like, you know, you have to pay attention to, you know, when we talk about I lost money in the market, what are you looking at? What things are you reading? What things are you analyzing? Did you just buy the company because you liked the, what, the way the ticker looked? Or did you buy the company because you actually believed in the leadership? Or you actually see financial information that shows that the company is moving towards profitability? Or you actually see this company hitting its estimates every quarter? Or you actually see leadership taking accountability for the things they do? Like you have to ask yourself, like, is the company changing from a landscape standpoint or is it staying the same? Is it progressing or regressing? Like at the end of the day, why are you actually investing in a company? Ask yourself that. Like, are you just investing because someone talked about it on CNBC and it's cute to you? Or did you really invest in a company because you did your homework on it? And now you actually are able to see like, okay, this company is solid. It's beating expectations. It's meeting, inve it's meeting e investors' expectations. It has a positive ROE, which is return on equity. So it's putting money back in the shareholders' pockets. It's looking to maybe pay a dividend in the future. Um, it's had maybe 12 quarters straight of profitability. It's hitting its targets every single year. Like these are things that, questions that you get what I'm saying that you may have, right? It, that you may have, right? So I think for me, you know, when I took a look at those companies and, and, and how they were dropping, you know, I necessarily, I was like heavy on, you guys heard me, sell options, sell options, sell options, sell options. I was selling calls on all the stocks that were in my portfolio because the stock dropped, right? Because the stock dropped. So I was selling calls on all my portfolio because my stocks were dropping. And I'm like, this is a great way to hedge and take in some premium, right? Take in some premium. So I took in that money. I was taking in that money. Selling options allowed me to wait to counter, yes, some of the things that I bought were losing value from a principal standpoint. But then, um, a shout out to our good brother, Mark Monroe here. Me and him, we did a really great live um, that we did last year in October, um, October 2022. And this is before I was even on the Come Up series. Um, actually, I think actually it was the episode that Joe Lynn and Mark brought me on to before I started my series here at the Come Up series. And me and Mark, we talked about we talked about all of the stuff that we saw happen this year. Me and Mark, we talked about it in last year, October. And so obviously I just said NVIDIA and AMD were obviously two stocks that I suffered some losses in 2022, as other people did, right? It's it's all you can all go and see it, right? And you may have experienced it too. 
And then by me selling options and being able to take in premium and those contracts were expiring worthless, those calls, because the stocks were dropping, I had that capital to be able to also buy more shares of those same companies. And now this is what I say. So someone just said it perfectly. It's good to know, right, that it's, it's not a loss, but it's a learning process. So that was super important because I pointed back to what I experienced in 2018. And so that's why anytime that I've lost money in the market, this person said it perfectly. I always look at it as a learning process, right? And I think sometimes that when people lose money in the market, that they don't look at it as, okay, this is an opportunity for me to really learn from my mistakes, right? Because, and even if sometimes people look at a small loss as like the worst thing ever. But the thing is in trading and investing, if you are able to really misritigate yourself, right? And you're able to not lose big, but lose small. That is really a big win. A, a small loss is a big win in trading and investing. That's just bottom line. An incomplete pass, right, for a quarterback. Is it really the end of the world? Would you rather have an incomplete pass or an interception? I want to see the comments below. Incomplete pass or an interception? Would you rather throw the ball away or take a sack? That Those are the two questions. Incomplete pass or interception? Or throw the ball away or take a sack? I'm going to take the incompletion and the ball thrown away all the time. And that's equivalent to a small loss, Right. We throw interceptions when we force things. We take sacks when we get greedy and we're trying to hold the ball because we think something there and we didn't throw the ball away. So that's my mindset is like, it's not that we're never going to lose. We just want to lose, by, we just want to lose in small margins and we want to be able to risk mitigate ourselves. So for me, my one of my best risk mitigating strategies in a bear market was selling options. I was able to collect premium and take that premium if I chose to, to buy certain tickers that I liked. How many T triple Q holders do we have in the chat? How many T triple Q holders in the chat do we have here tonight? I wanna see how many T triple Q holders we have here in the chat. How many people last year bought the T triple Q? Once again, shout out to our good brother, Mark Monroe, and, and, and as well, to, uh, you know, I won't shout out myself, but we'll give a shout out to Mark Monroe. But me and him, once again, were, talking about the T triple Q last year heavy and saying, man, the T triple Q, the market was so depleted, right? It had lost the NASDAQ had lost 35%. Once again, we didn't look at it and say, man, you know, there were some people in 2022 and shout out to our good brother, Dan Ives. He made a post towards, I think it was towards December of uh, 2022, or maybe it was early January. And he highlighted that, man, the bears finally got it right after like 15 years, the bears tech trade. And the bears were just like super excited in 2022 because they finally got it right. They finally got it right. And he highlighted, Dan said, right, they finally got it right. And now they're looking for 2023 for a repeat. And then in 2023, we already see what's happened so far this year. We've seen with the NASDAQ's now, right? It's nowhere near 260 anymore. It's closer to 360 than 260, right? So the point that I'm making is, is that a lot of times we realize, you know, the lessons that we have in, loss, in, in losses in the market. And, and, some, and sometimes those losses can be unrealized too. 
So let's talk about, you know, there's a huge difference, I think, that people have to understand, too, and what a realized loss is and what an unrealized loss is, right? An unrealized loss is you're down on paper, right? It's not technically a realized loss until what? You actually sell. You close the position. So there's going to be times like where you're investing in companies, where you're investing in things where you're not going to be in profit. But that's the beauty of really long-term investing. Why would you want to keep investing in something? And as soon as you invest, whatever investment you have, let's say you first invest in something, you only buy 100 shares, right? Okay, you make 100% return on 100 shares. I'm going to ask somebody a question here. Would you rather make 100% return on 100 shares of a stock in three months? Or would you rather make 100% return on a stock in three years that you own 3,000 shares of? Let, let me ask that again. Would you rather own 100 shares and in three months make 100% return? Or would you rather wait three years and have 3,000 shares and make 100% return on what you put in? I want to see how many people. Three years. The later. The later. Correct. The later. The later. Three years. Wait three years. Exactly. Because over that time, you have more opportunity to be able to build up a position. A lot of people, we got some people say, I'll wait. I'll wait the three years. I'll wait the three years. I'll wait the three years. And I'm in the same boat. It's like, because sometimes we're looking at fast track. Because even in that same time, you know what I'm saying? We need that 3,000 shares. Correct. Because guess what? If we have that 3,000 shares, guess what we can do in the meantime? We can still sell options. So if we have 3,000 shares, how many contracts can we sell? Are we eligible to sell? If we have 3,000 shares, how many eligible contracts can we sell? I want to see how many people we got paying attention in here. You're right, I'm going to wait three years. I'm comfortable with that. I got 3,000 shares. How many contracts could I sell? Be eligible. Doesn't mean I'll sell against all my possession, but how many contracts can I sell on a weekly or bi-weekly basis? I'll wait for the chat. There we go, 3,000, 3,000. Someone said for the 3,000, correct, 30, 30, not 300, 30. So we, every 100 shares, you can sell one option contract. So 30. So if I have 3,000 shares, right? If I have 3,000 shares, let's do the math on that, right? 3,000 shares, I got 30 contracts. So let's say on average, we're gonna take the bi-weekly. Let's say of those 3,000 shares, bi-weekly, you're selling those 30 contracts. We'll say not even 30, we're gonna take half. Because I don't want you to sell all 30. We're gonna take half, we're gonna take 15. And let's say you sell $200, these contracts for $200 worth. So 15 times 200, let's do that. That's 3,000. So 15 contracts sold, right? Every two, every two weeks, that's $3,000 in premium, right? Because I said do half of the 30, 30 contracts. We don't want to do all, right? Then multiply that 3,000 times two, because I said bi-weekly. So we're just going to say, now we're going to take that bi-weekly and we're going to do it times two. That's 6,000. That's the goal, 6,000.
Now, listen, I know everyone comes from a different background, a different journey. We get that, man. We all fire tonight. But my thing is like, yo, once again, we are long-term investors first, traders second. And I want people to really understand that here tonight. Long-term investors first, traders second. Like the most important thing for us to do is have our long-term investments because then we can pull from those long-term investors and they're now assets to us to be an instrument for us to be able to use to be able to pull equity from without ever selling the stock. So a huge big myth a lot of times with people is like, okay, they're like, well, I invested in a stock and I bought 500 shares and it dropped on me 10%. What do I do? And what I've really, I feel like really been able to articulate to you guys is, yes, you can be down 10% on a stock and you can have that fear of like, man, I'm down 10%. You get that queasy feeling in your stomach. You don't put your money at risk, all of that, right? But how, how are you able to minimize your, your risk from a risk standpoint? And that's through selling options, right? That's through selling, selling some options when that stock drops 10%. That you're able to put yourself in a position not to make all the money back that you might be down, but just to slim the slim the margin. If you're down fifteen thousand dollars on an investment you made, right? If you're down fifteen thousand, if you're able to maybe sell some options and make four thousand, that could limit. That's now cut your loss, your unrealized loss once again, because there's a difference between. Realized and unrealized loss that a lot of times people don't understand that a realized loss is a loss that you've realized. An unrealized loss still has an opportunity to turn into an unrealized game and then can still turn into a realized game. Y'all see where I'm going here is that a lot of times, you know, we look at different investments that we make and we like, yo, you know, I get it. There's a lot. Like I said, that's why I started off saying there's a lot of stocks, right? There is a lot of stocks that have dropped 60, 70, 80%. And one of the last times that this happened was in the dot-com bubble, right? That was one of the last times that this happened. In the dot-com bubble, we saw a lot of companies get wiped out because every company was putting dot-com behind their name. So now we have a lot of companies that are putting, they're a tech company behind their name. They're this, they're that. So some of these companies are gonna get wiped out. History repeats itself in just different ways. I want you guys to get that. But the point that's being made is, is that the market will roar again. It will go back to all-time highs again one day. Whenever that is, I don't know. You know, it will, right? And when that happens, you want to be in position. And that's really the message that I'm saying is like, I can talk to you guys about the times that I've seen those drawdowns, right? And what type of feeling do you have? The feeling is, is like, I have to do more. I have to do more. When I've lost money in the market, I've said to myself that I have to do more. I need to continue to do more. I don't need to give up. I don't need to quit. That's what I said to myself. I need to step back and maybe take a break. Like losing money on the markets, it's a psychological thing that we have to get over. And I just say, man, it's also part of it. It's also part of investing. Like it's part of business too. Businesses lose money all the time. So it's a matter of managing your risk and it's, a, and it's a matter of, you know, putting yourself in the right position over a period of time. So one of the things that I tell people is don't get discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged, but understand you got opportunity every single day. The best of the best investors have lost billions of dollars. 
So what am I scared of? That's why I had to tell myself the best of the best investors have lost billions of dollars. So what am I crying about? What am I upset about? Best of the best investors have lost billions and billions and billions of dollars. So what I'm saying to you guys here right now is pick your head up, dust yourself off, get up and let's go get it, man. Because the, my mindset is like this, yo. Every single day we have an opportunity to do something different than what we did yesterday. We can complain all we want. We can say this, we can say that, or we can go out here and do something about it. We can become sharper. We can put in more work. We can do everything we need to do and we can accomplish what we want to accomplish. So my mindset was in 2022 and I go back to 2018. I remember, I was like, yo, I remember in 2018, the US and um, China trade war was happening. Donald Trump was going back and forth with China. I remember, and I remember seeing the stocks that I invested in you know, I remember seeing them dip and my portfolio dropped like uh, my portfolio dropped, I think, like 25, 30 percent at that point. Um, and, you know, at the time, I probably had maybe about I think it was about maybe forty five, fifty thousand dollars invested. So it dropped, you know, significantly. Um, and then I've been like I said, I told you guys that was 20. That was um, yeah, yeah, it was 20. That was that was like uh, towards the latter half of 2018. And I remember, um, you know, just thinking like, yo. Like I have to do more and times where I may have felt a little bit down or felt like, like I want to put my bloodline in such a point of success that I'm willing to do anything. I'm willing to put in all the work that I have to pull in. And that's really what you have to do. You have to be so committed to this. And it's not just from a standpoint of commitment of studying and this and that, but like, do you truly love this? How much do you truly want to give? like to this how much you are you going to give to this are you going to like because a lot of times we give think about it everyone gives well, i won't say everyone but a lot of people give their time to social media every day but what do you actually get out of social media just saying a lot of people put their time in this, a lot of stuff we, we just say social media a lot of people put their times in a lot of stuff and aren't really getting necessarily returned instantaneously out of it or they're not getting any return at all and it's actually taken away so for me, being a long-term investor, like, yo, I got the opportunity to put my dollars at work. And yeah, I might not get a return today or tomorrow or next month or even next year. But once I get 100 shares of a company, if I get 200, I get 300, get 400, I now have the opportunity to turn this into an asset that I can actually yield money from on one side. And then if that investment then goes up, Yes, I could sell my investment for a financial gain over time. But then best investments will be the things, in my opinion, that you invest for for over five, seven, ten years. In my opinion, and, and, and I say that the reason why is not just from the standpoint of investment going up, but the time that you can actually build the position. You see, a lot of times we don't I, I, I think. And, and for me, I could say this. I remember I had more money to invest on certain stocks in 2018 and 2019. But I didn't value the investments as much as I should have until they went up and gave me the returns that they did. Now, I'm going to say that again so y'all don't miss this. I had more money that I should have been putting in. Wasn't that I was scared, but wasn't that I didn't value certain things the way I valued them until I saw what they did. So sometimes we don't value stuff until we see what they did, but we don't want to value things in the beginning when no one's talking about it or when it hasn't yielded us a return. So the point that I'm making is, is that be careful in what you put value in or what you don't put value in. Because sometimes you'll be sitting on the other side 
wishing that you put value in it earlier or you put more value on it right and so look for your and you're not you're not going to ever be perfect on anything either don't get it twisted so you can always say man i, I could have bought more right but sometimes I, like i, I really want to get people to understand the condition is like yo this is a marathon not a sprint we this is a marathon so this thing we ain't just talking about 2023 we're talking about 2024 2025 2030 2045 that's what we're thinking we're, when we when we're thinking about investing i'm not investing in tesla for next year I'm investing in Tesla for what it's going to be in 2030 and 2035. And I think Tesla has a huge shot at being the most valuable company in the world. I think it has a great shot. Is it going to do it? I don't know. But one thing I don't want to do is not invest. And it does become it. And then I'm sitting here looking at the post. If you had $10,000 or $20,000 in Tesla in 2023, this is how much you would have. How many of you guys get tired of seeing them posts? If you invested 10,000 in a video in, in 2000, you would have bought, bought, bought millions of dollars, right? We see all of that. I don't want to be on the other side and not invest in what I was supposed to invest in and see that man, just 20 grand, just 20 grand could have got me 20 mil. That's the reality. So on that note, man, this is a lesson about, man, like I said, I've seen my portfolio down quarter million, 300,000. I've lost five figures multiple times on trades. I've blown accounts, like all of that. Like I, I can tell y'all that. So this channel is about giving y'all the real raw truth. And this channel is about giving you guys information that pushes you forward, right? So we have action-packed episodes Monday through Thursday. I encourage people highly to share this episode and share this channel, continue to subscribe, like, and comment below um amen like i said we're gonna keep this ball rolling we're gonna continue continue to deliver value we appreciate everyone who showed up here tonight here on labor day took a break from the barbecuing um so man i appreciate y'all very much um amen i look forward to seeing you guys next week on next monday night take we'll be competing with the bills and the jets next week on monday night football but i know for a fact we can get 300 people here on the live next week so we got up to i think about maybe 210 215 at one point i want to challenge i want to challenge all the people that's watching right now bring two to five friends next week two to five friends next week so i want you to invite two to five friends family members whoever two to five friends next week if you guys bring two to five friends next week and we can get over 300 i'm gonna do something special for y'all big time special for y'all so I appreciate y'all for tapping in. Um, this was another episode here on Monday Night Take. And uh, man, y'all know we go for 60 points every time. So I appreciate y'all and I will see y'all next week. Peace.